y'all. This is Jazz. We are back with another episode of A Lay Hot Pair. Um, this is episode 32. And in case you haven't noticed from the title of this episode, it's another like Dating Chronicles episode. Like I've some stuff's been going on and I felt like it was this is the perfect time to do that. And I um, posted a Instagram post and I was like, oh, I need to vent. And I want some people to sh- to hop on the sh- episode with me. And these three ladies were like, pick me, fam. Let me in, coach. So <laughs> I want to give them a chance to introduce themselves because, like I said, I feel like people introduce themselves the best. Uh, so, ladies, the floor is yours. Taylor, you want to go first? Okay. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Taylor Reynolds. Um, I seriously hate F-boys and the dating scene in Houston. Um, and across the nation. So I have a lot to say on this and I cannot wait to share. Cece? Yes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this is Cece. Hi, everybody. I come from, I'm originally from Nebraska. I currently am living in Houston, but I spent eight years in San Diego. And honestly, I have been through so much and I have so much history. And yes, dating in Houston has actually been probably the worst in all of the cities I've lived in. So I am here to share. <laughs> and then you guys, if you've been listening to Late Hot Pair for a while, um, you know Jordan. She's been on before. So Jordan, you want to reintroduce yourself to the people? Hi guys, I'm Jordan Parker. I am a lifestyle blogger at Love Always Jojo, and I too have had some dating uh, adventures <laughs> and failures. Um, living in Houston, I've been here about ooh, three years, and it's been quite a ride. So yeah, I have a lot to share. Man, so it sounds like I'm the only native Houstonian on this episode. The rest of y'all are, I know you've hopped around, Taylor. Cece, you said, yeah, you're from Nebraska. And Jordan, you're from St. Louis, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Lord, I'm the yeah, only, okay. Native Houstonian, yes. Well, you know, I mean, it's been like that all my life. So you're right. What y'all saying <laughs> is not wrong. Um, So let's go ahead. And, uh, I guess let's one disclose like what our dating stat or like what our, yeah, our dating status is. So people kind of have like a, um, a a base of where we're coming from. So I am single. I'm not exclusively dating anybody. That's how I like to say it. I'm not exclusively dating anyone. <laughs> uh, I've been, it's been over a year, and that, but that's my choice. Like, I feel like I haven't wanted to tether myself to someone exclusively within at least the past year and a half. And I'm okay with that. What about you ladies? Um, this is Taylor. I'll go ahead and put my two cents in. I am single, single, but I have the same people in rotation. So, hey. <laughs> so um, it keeps me sane. Um, I don't like tying myself to people. Um, I haven't been exclusive with anyone since 2017. Um, and honestly, it feels great. Uh, I kind of want to jump back in the game, but I'm like that kid that one meme when he's trying to jump off the diving board, he's like scared to just because <laughs> I don't want to go through all the stress and the emotions because I'm in such a great space right now. So, um, yeah, I'm single and I'm playing the game, not letting the game play me. Yes. There you go. 
I guess I'll go. Um, <laughs> so this is Cece again. So yes, I am single, and um, I'm currently, I'm probably living my hot girl summer right now, only because I'm getting ready to move to China. Yes. Yes, hot girl summer. <laughs> yeah, so I think I'm just trying to, because I don't know if I'm ever going to see men that I like ever again, so <laughs> I'm just trying to get it all out right now. All right, that's it. I mean, you can. Uh, uh, there are men. That's over a mood. In China, right? <laughs> <laughs> but there are men in China, and it, I feel like you'll be in an expat community, so you might not be around a ton of black men, but there will be, or a ton of black Americans. Let me say that. But I feel like there'll be men over there, maybe. Yeah, there'll be men there. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you might find. Right. Right. Oh, so I guess it's my turn. Okay. Um, I am single AF. Uh, <laughs> been single for some years now, just because I was in school, wasn't really worried about dating anybody. Um, and since I've been in Houston, it's been uh, I've, you know, had my share of dating people, but it hasn't went anywhere, obviously. So, yeah. Okay. So, um. I guess are we all, I feel like we've all pretty much said that we were comfortable with where we were, right? Like currently? Yes. You guys aren't looking to like get married within the next year and a half. (laughs) I mean, if it happens, it happens, but you're not like, I need to be married by the time I'm X age so I can have my kids by X age. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I wanted to be married like two years ago, but you know. Okay. I'd like to be married, but I mean... It don't have to be tomorrow. Okay. I mean, with the dating scene, like, I've met so many people um, in Houston that I've been interested in, and they've expressed interest, and then I find out that they're, that they're married. So it's been really a turnoff to me to just get married anytime soon, um, just because I see so many things, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to put pressure on anybody that doesn't, it seems like nobody's really interested, like, the available men. Um and so, yeah, just I've been cool for now. No, I I I see that. Um, and so, like Cece, uh, I have been having a hot girl summer. I feel like it's been a hot girl. Yeah. Uh, past few years, actually. <laughs> yes. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to tie myself to somebody. Um, so I I mean, I don't feel like I've said this on here, but. You ladies know me in real life. So you know that <laughs> I actually have a roster as well. And so these yes. are <laughs> These are people that I that I regularly see, regularly go out with, all that good stuff like that. So I feel like that that works for me now. And you know, so my dad actually listens to my podcast. Dad, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey dad, she ain't alone. Sorry. So flops. Um, he'll text me and be like, so I listen to your show. And I'm like, oh, exactly. <laughs> so by the way, dad, I have a roster. Um, yeah, I do. And I like it. Like I feel like it works well for me. And especially since I don't want to have biological kids there's no real drive for me to be um married to someone by a certain age or settle down with someone by a certain age so that I can have like a healthy pregnancy or anything like that so I'm like you know what I mean if I want to have a hot girl summer city girl summer (laughs) 
I can. <laughs> but I feel like you, boo. Thank you, boo. Thank you. But I feel like a lot of guys in Houston are like that. Like that. That's what they're leaning towards. I would agree. That, I yeah. Think that, I think that when you mention like you're intentionally dating, it scares them like no means. Like they just all oh, no, never mind. <laughs> never, that's not what I'm about. Like nobody wants to commit, which that's preference. I mean, hey, that's fine. I'm chilling right now, but I mean, eventually. So in my um, experience so far in Houston, when I've said, okay, I want to date somebody, that's when they run. But when I say, you know what, I just want, you know, that one thing, that's when they want to stay around. I'm like, what are you doing? Get out! Like, no, <laughs> like we're not. That's how I am too. <laughs> that's how my experience is too. Like you'll say. Um, I'm not really looking for anything serious. They they want to get married at hello, and I'm like, no. Right. But then right. when I want to look get married, it's like, whoa! I never said you were my girl, and so it's just real. Like, I don't know. Houston men are something else. I don't know what's taking over them. They're confused. That's right. Very. And then they get butt hurt when you tell them like. So I try and tell my guys from the jump. I'm like, so you know, you're not the only one. Like I am one who. Okay. Believes- <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> in fact i saw uh it was on the shade room but i saw it on twitter too the lady was like uh someone screenshot one of their text messages with one of their roster guys and he was like who's that guy in your insta story and she was like that's your competition step your game up and i'm like you know what? <laughs> i mean hey i feel like i don't i don't explicitly tell them like oh you're not the only one but if i'm not your girl then you should already know oh like, yes it is what it is it is I'm what sure, it is. I'm sure you got other girls too. So, what you think? I'm just about to sit here and be just about you. Oh no, 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 no. But they get butt hurt. You're like, oh, like I told. So I told one of my guys, and then I like had to remove him because he got real, real clingy. Um, he was like, what are you doing tonight? And so I'm not the one. I need like a little bit of notice. Like I'm not the one who'd be like, oh, let's go out in an hour. Nah, like. <laughs> I need to make sure I have energy levels for that. I need to make sure that I actually want to like interact with you that day. Like it's, give me at least hours notice. Yeah. Um, even my friends, yeah. for real. Like even my friends on that, they were like, oh, she's. I mean, if you hit her up at six o'clock, she's probably already at home with her bra off, and my bra's not coming back on at that point. Like once it's off, it's off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, oh, what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, oh, I already have plans with somebody. Um, but you and I can tomorrow. And he was like, oh. Who are you hanging out with? And he kept, I was like, oh, just someone. And he kept pushing it. He kept pushing it. So I finally, I was like, you know what? It's another guy. I mean, it's it's number X on the, on the list. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I mean, you told me, but I didn't think you were serious. You thought I lie to you about this? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not gonna, I, no, I don't, I don't make a habit of posting them in my social shares because that's nobody's like, business. Right, exactly, and that's mm-hmm. that's exer- like that's reserved for exclusiveness. Period. Right. Right. So, yeah. But yeah. So I've never had the whole. Oh, who is this in your pictures? Nah, but I'll let you know. Hey, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Have y'all experienced that? Yeah, all the time. Like, yes, I have this friend that just moved down from Cali, and he's an entrepreneur. So he doesn't work the same, you know, nine to five that I do. And I think on like Thursday, he called me at 8.30 a.m. and was like, blowing my phone up. First of all, don't call me unannounced. Secondly, 
um, what do you want at 8.30 in the morning? And he was like, what are you doing? I was like, on my way to work. He was like, well, I wanted to get breakfast. <laughs> no, I'm sorry for saying the N-word. I tried. I tried. Oh, my gosh. Protection is a thing. And no, like, ask me in advance. You should have told me, like, a couple days ago or even yesterday. If you would have said, hey, in the morning, you want to grab breakfast, I would have prioritized around that. I got meetings to go to. I'm running late. I'm over here trying to get Starbucks. Like, I ain't trying to sit down and have breakfast at the rent- most random time. And then, like, you know, yesterday, I actually had a date. And my, one of my other boot things was like, what you doing? I want to go out tonight. Are you back? Are you back from vacation? Are you in town? And I was just like, no. So I just tried to leave him on red. He's like, I see you on Instagram. Where are you going? I was like, actually, wow. I'm going out with my other boo. So I'm sorry. <laughs> and I haven't heard back from him, but I'm sure he'll be back around. My philosophy is ask and ye shall receive. Do not ask me no questions you don't want to know the answer to. Because, like, I am not exclusive to you. And... Yeah, these men feel entitled. Like They feel like every woman wants to get married and they're just all there for them. I mean, I'm going to tell you what you want to hear so I can get what I need from you. But, <laughs> I mean, don't be stupid now. Come on now. I think they're just not used to being dealt with how they treat us. Like, they, they, they want to be chased. And when you're not chasing them, they're like, well, what's her issue? But then when you chase them, then they say, back up off me. Right, right. Exactly. You're too much. You're too needy. Excuse, girl. Oh, my gosh. So that was actually my issue with California guys. They would, like, if you try to accommodate needs or if you try to be nice, like cooking breakfast, oh, you're trying to act like my mother. I'm like, whoa, what? You cooked for these boys? You cooked for them? What? I might not have red lobster money, but I'll cook you a breakfast, honey. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. I tell okay. them to pass me a lacroix on their way out the door. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Mm-mm, you can go. I'm done. <laughs> no, I, love to cook. I cook for everybody. I love cooking, so that's funny. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, no, no. That's good. If that's life giving for you, if that's like something you truly enjoy doing, that's great. I have people who do that. Like, I feel like most of my friends enjoy cooking, so like, oh yeah, I'm do that. And that's how they show their love, or that's how they show that they care. That ain't me, fam. And so I'm definitely okay. doing these guys. Because <laughs> it's like, once you start treating them like, you know, like with decency, they get big-headed about things. Like, you just owe them, like, breakfast automatically. You owe them dinner. You owe them, you know, quality time and all of your energy. No, I'm sorry. You got to train these people. <laughs> <laughs> But you do. You caught yourself. I like that. I like that. No, but um, but yeah, no, you do have to train them because next thing you know, you'll be out somewhere with someone else. And so I've had that happen. Like we're gonna, we're definitely gonna talk about like dating wins and dating fails because I think Cece, you mentioned that earlier. If am I right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So there was an instance when recently I was out somewhere with a potential boo thing ish um and I spotted someone else who I was currently like seeing and so we walked in went to the bar I ordered my I'm usually a whiskey and coke girl so I went to the bar ordered my drink and oh boy who I was currently talking to was at the other end of the bar so he looked down I guess he heard me talking because I I'm loud um and so he looked and he raised his eyebrow and he texted me and he was like, 
oh, that's who you're here with? And I was like, we'll talk later. So he never made a scene with old boy, which I was super grateful for because I would have I would have said it straight. Like, I'm not the one to be like, oh, we got to go. No, I'm not seeing him. Ex- I hurt your feelings in front of him. Like, I'm not. Don't do me. But I've heard of that happening with girls where they'll be out like somewhere and they'll run into somebody who's new and like with somebody who they're currently seeing or somebody who they used to see and they'll make a scene. Has that happened to y'all? Oh. happened to me, thankfully. But if it did, I mean, you know what it is. We're not. <laughs> I'm, you're not my man. I'm so quick to tell somebody, you are not my man. I have no obligation to you. That's so, it. Y'all know my resting bitch face is on point. So when I see you, if I'm with my new boo or you with somebody else, then like it's like, okay, whatever. Play the game appropriately. Uh, that actually happened to me. I was out with my current boo, and I saw my old little cut buddy. Hey. Um, <laughs> and it was so awkward. It was so awkward. Oh, my gosh. And, like, he just played his role. And, like, we talked about it later, and he was like, I know the game. I was like, well, touche. You know, I'm not mad at you. I respect you, and I can always keep you around if things don't work out with this gentleman that I'm dating now. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not that he's like my main. He's just on my roster, but he's like right. my favorite on my roster. But if it's a, if it's a good regular, then you don't want to like. Mm-hmm. At, at least until like you get exclusive with somebody, you want to give that up because you, there are itches that need to be scratched. There are things that need to be taken. Yes. Care of. And so, you know what? That's the only thing I'd regret for not be, about not being in a relationship is just like that, like knowing that somebody's there all the time. Mm-hmm, um, right. If when you. I mean, we're adults. We're like in our thirties, late twenties. Sex is a very natural thing. Um, right. You know, especially you between that. two consenting adults, you there are things you need done. Right, and the only th- reason I would want to be in a relationship is that trust factor, because mm-hmm. you know, if we're just like casually having sex, you could be casually having sex with somebody else. Since I told you you weren't my man, you know what I'm saying? Like, so right. what stops you from sleeping with somebody else? So like, that's like the only thing I don't like about being single. But other than that. I mean, life's pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's you, when you run into people, you just got to train your people again to understand it is what it is, and don't trip when you see me in public. Okay. So I mean, you don't even have to acknowledge me. What about you, CC? I know you said you have some dating fails. I, I definitely want to. I want to give you the floor for that, girl. <laughs> well, one um, for one, before I came to Houston, before I met you. I really wasn't aware of a hot girl summer and or a rotation. So thank you. Um, You're welcome. Because <laughs> I've always tried to, you know, do the one and only and all eggs in one basket. And that just hasn't worked out. But um, yeah, my most recent dating fail. Is that, are we, are we there now? We're, we're at the date. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, we oh, here. <laughs> so, well, well, it was actually with the hot topic though. So do you want me to wait to talk about that? Okay. I mean, we, we can go into the hot topic if you want. Okay, so yeah, let's there. let's first explain what the hot topic is. So um, earlier this week, I think it was Monday. It was either Monday or Tuesday. This guy sent this like thread, this Twitter thread, and he was like, 10 reasons why I'm uh, marrying my wife." And so he goes on to say, "I'll just read them because I felt like." I could describe it, but I I want y'all to hear his words. He was like, I want to share 10 things about this woman before we wed this weekend. He was like, one, I met her. uh, When I met her, I had no place to stay. I was sleeping on the couch. 
at a friend's house and she knew. Two, I found a place later on and she helped me pay my rent for months. Three, she got me my first ever car. Four, my laptop got damaged and I needed it so much at the time so I could work on my things in order to earn something. She gave me hers. Five, she covered most costs. Yeah, she covered most costs for our dates for a year. Six, she invested into our first two businesses together and opted for me to run them full time. Okay. Seven, uh, I never met her mom until when I brought my family to meet hers. His grammar is so bad, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, eight, she celebrated and congratulated me for any penny I made at the time, even when it was as little as ten dollars. Nine, she supported everything I was trying to do to make ends meet, whether it earned us money or not. And 10, though I'm very stable and all that now, I know she doesn't really care about those things. She cares about me solely. I know she'd give me anything in the world if she had to because she proved it over and over again. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the kind of woman I'm marrying. So um, I call bullshit. Um, I absolutely... I, when I when I read that, I read it as, ooh, she's a pick me, like, and everything. I was embarrassed for her. Like, I had secondhand embarrassment for this girl because she had um, essentially funded the relationship and raised this man. Like, she raised this man like he was her, her child. What did y'all think? Um, I'll go first, I guess. I personally, uh, I felt like that he was trying to, like, express his appreciation but did it in the most awful possible way he could like that's great that she did all these things and the way that he didn't like express what he did for her in the relationship if he did anything I would hope he did um it just made it seem so one-sided and at that point I agree I was truly embarrassed for her because I didn't think she was a pick me I think that she was probably just a very giving person Because I'm like that, too. Like, if you need help, then I'll help you. But I need it to be reciprocated. And so for him to not express, like, what he's done for her, just to make it seem like, oh, I'm just, you know, marrying her for all that she did for me and nothing was given in return, it just seemed really foul. So I just think that he just expressed himself poorly. Gotcha. Specific for me. I, I can see that. See where you're coming from, Jordan. Um when reading that, I just think of a woman who was so sick of the men that she had that she was like, well, I'm basically going to build the man that I want. Um, mm-hmm. Which to me, I, lo- I don't know if you guys watch Being Mary Jane. Um, mm-hmm. Omari Hardwick, his whole situation that he was in, his character, he came from nothing. She was a very well-off girl or young lady. And then she, you know, groomed him into the man that she wanted him to be. Um and he didn't like that. And I, you see that a lot with a lot of women. I think you just get sick and tired of the options that you have. I think men do it to the women sometimes, too. They'll build them up. and then they. But with men, they try to control the women after that. So with mm-hmm. him saying that, I, I feel like she is kind of, in a, in a sense, weak-minded. And he is, too. But he also sounds really bummy. Um, that's not something. Very. I mean, I mean, I'm going to need you to come with some ambition, like, I'm gonna need you to come up with some ideas. And if you're, to me, when you're struggling like that, dating should be the furthest thing from your mind. Come on, somebody. Memes. Right. I see all these memes. It's like, well, when I didn't have a pot to piss in, you know, you left me. Right. Cause you need to go find a pot. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> <Right. have> a <laughs> <pot>. <laughs> like, And I'm a 
that window to throw it out of. This Hello. you should not be worrying about a relationship if you don't have yourself if you're not right. together. Like I'm not saying you need to be a millionaire or that you even need to be like 15 years into your career, but I need you to have goals. I need you to be working toward those goals. And I need you to be like a better yourself. Right. Because you know, let me tell you something. As the women, like we're very ambitious women. Men who don't have that same ambition, they become intimidated really quickly. And then your whole yeah. relationship, you're just petting his ego, like, babe, it's okay. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna get it one day. And it's just like, I'm sorry, that is not my role in life to sit up here and cater to your ego. Like, there's so many other things I could be doing as a single woman than sitting up here just trying to make sure you're okay so that I can have somebody by my side. No, I'm not, I'm not with that. So, her grooming him like that was, like you said, she was like a pick me, very. I'm sorry. I'm not. I think I used that term wrong. She was very weak-minded, and he was a bum for, for admitting that. Yeah, I I just want to add that because we only saw it one side. Like I can see how you gain that perspective, perception or perspective rather. But um, I also feel like she was kind of taken advantage of. Oh, she was totally taken advantage of. Yeah, for not, sure. I mean, she definitely was. But taken she allowed it to happen. Yep. She allowed it to happen. Oh, oh. Okay. Um, okay, CC. <laughs> She's like, I got the other side of the story. Okay, so <laughs> uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about this and come on this uh, this podcast was because this did happen to me in Houston with a guy that had all the accolades, that had the resume, that had it all, right? And everybody was telling me how how a great how much of a great guy he was. Well, we started dating. And as we started dating and as we're going through the relationship, that's when problems, red flags came up. But I'm thinking, I'm holding on to the fact that he's such a great guy. He has such a great, bright future ahead of him. He's going to run for Congress one day. So I'm like, okay, cool. That's the plan. Let's just stick it through and let me be there with him through that. So, I mean, I think after maybe the first couple of weeks, he was like, hey, um, my check got messed up with my job. And he claimed he worked for the government can I help out? So I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, babe, you know, I'm here. And that turned into, hey, I need this. And hey, I need that. Oh, my job still messed up my check. Hey, I went to anger management and I still don't have money. So I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much, I was pretty much in the hole with this guy for a little over $500 and with just random inputs of money. So I funded the entire relationship basically because apparently the government messed up his pay um and you know the whole time we were dating he was like yeah don't tell anybody that we're dating because what board member of this organization that we're a part of and because we're both a part of it we're not supposed to date so let's just keep it on hush and i was like okay cool i get it and he just made such a big deal he brought in past his i mean he had receipts as to why so i was like okay cool let me respect you as the man because that's the kind of girl i am right Thinking I'm the, you know, best girlfriend ever. 2019 best girlfriend ever award should go to me, Cece. Thank you. Anyway, so, <laughs> I mean, I am picking this guy up and taking him places because he doesn't like to drive. And, I mean, you guys get the drift. Basically the same thing this guy's saying where she's raising this man. Come to find out this guy was a, guy was a fraud the entire time. I oh. recently, and I don't know, I don't know how much detail to give, but I did go to a lawyer about it. I was about to say, wait, wait, don't, 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 don't do too much. <laughs> Recently, I found out that um, the place that I was dropping him off at for job for his job. Um, recently, I found out it was because he was catching the bus around the corner. So I was really dropping him off at the bus stop, thinking he was going into work. 
Secondly, wow. <laughs> secondly mm. I did a Google search, found out that he was never who he said he was, didn't work for the government, never, you know, never had all these positions. And I mean, really, the only thing he was telling the truth about was him being a board member. And he ended up, I ended up finding out he was dating three other women at the same time. So I am now in a hot girl summer because of <laughs> 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 Houston guys. Like, what is going on? I am so cool on this. And it was a life lesson. Um, one, Google everybody. Two, I don't think you should raise him. If a man is a man, he should not continue to beg and ask. And like you guys said, if you're not ready to date, then don't date, period. Um, but yeah, that's what I wanted to say. So it wasn't that I was weak-minded. I literally had, I had that future. I, I think I go off of imagination a lot and I think I need to definitely work on that. But I had that future goal in mind, like, hey, one day we could be something. So let me help you now so that in the end I can reap what I sow. And so he was promising payback. He was promising all this stuff. I mean, and you know, so it's like, it wasn't that I was just going off of, okay, here you go, babe. No, he was like, I will pay you back. So I was going off of his promises, believing in somebody, thinking I could trust somebody because of the positions that they held in the organization and ended up being fraud. And now he's disappeared. See, so I think a lot of women, I think a lot of women uh, date guys based off of potential. And I mean, I think, Men date based off of potential too, but they date based off like physical potential. Women will date based off of, like you said, CC, like I've seen myself building with you. I see you being a great father, great husband, great provider, X, Y, Z. And so we are so used to, especially as black women, it's so ingrained in our, for us as, uh, in society to be the bare bone or the backbone um, of the family and of the community. So we're like, okay, you need help. I'll help you. Or you need this, I'll help you. Okay, you need to recommend it, or you need X, Y, Z. You need a ride to work, I can take you to work. You need food, I'll cook for you. Da, da, da. And and it translates into our relationships. So it goes from us <clears throat> mothering our innocent, mothering our significant others, and that's bullshit to me. Like I'm, I want a partnership. Like I'm all for taking care of your partner, like taking care of your spouse, taking care of your significant other but I'm not gonna raise you like that's not and women will joke this and they'll laugh at it oh yeah I have three kids no ma'am you have two children and a husband don't don't sugarcoat that that you shouldn't have to deal with a child like your husband as a child that's not okay no it's not okay like but for some reason we are taught to treat them like they are part of our children like Mm -hmm on our to-do list like they're they're chores we're supposed to feed into their egos but I think the problem is nobody ever expected women to become as independent as we are Mm -hmm. and so trying to do that and still trying to be that traditional wife that they're taught they're supposed to have and we're taught that we're supposed to be right what did I think that's what the dating issue is right now it doesn't I don't know how else to adjust to it. Like I meet so many guys who are doing extremely well and they're like, Oh, you could just quit your job. Cause you know, you'll need to take care of the kids or whatever. No, that's not my call. I like what I do. Wait, right. Where, where, are they at? Wait, where are they at? <laughs> I'm sorry. I am quick to go barefoot and pregnant in a minute. I'm just saying I'm at that age. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. And that, you brought up a good point. So there are women out there who want that. Like I, I have cousins who are like, yeah, no, I'll totally be barefoot and pregnant at home. And I'm like, oh, that's not me. But I see, I see what 
that's life-giving for them. Like that's, they grew up saying, I wanted to be, I want to be a wife and a mom and that's all I want to do. That's not all I want to do. And so Taylor, I'm like, you, I'm like, Oh, quit my job. Ooh. Like we were like, yeah, when I win the lottery, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go on vacation. I mean, I like what I do. (laughs) I feel like I, I wouldn't mind being a stay at home mom for a moment, but I didn't get a college degree to stay at home. Come on, Jordan. <laughs> so, oh. yes, I'll be home for a little while because I, my mom, she stayed at home for some time and she was very adamant about making sure we got the knowledge that we, you know, needed prior to going off to, you know, public school. So I feel like that's important for me and my children as well. But I will not stay at home just to stay at home because I, I put too much too much time and money into my education so I'm going to use it until I can't or you know don't have to retire until it's no longer life-giving for you until you're no longer passionate about it exactly but you get to make that decision hey you know what I'm ready to retire versus you know what you need to stay at home and I get it I understand child care is expensive I am well aware that is one of the main reasons why I'm not adopting babies. Um, <laughs> one of the very big reasons why I'm adopting older kids. Uh, I get the childcare is very expensive and oftentimes it's not budget friendly for um, both parents to go back to work and put the child in childcare uh, because everybody doesn't live in their family, nor do they want to put that burden on um, specific family members. And um on specific family members to constantly watch their kids. So I get it. I 100% understand that. But. And it's hard to just trust daycares. It is. It is. I mean, I I definitely think me and my middle sister were lucky. We, the daycare we grew up in, like we stayed there until we were like 10, but it was, it was awesome organization, great workers. Like we were very close to them. Our mom trusted them 100%. They could spank us. Like it was one of those we grew up hey, there. We grew up with those people. Yeah, girl. So let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. That's how. Well, no. I mean, that's that's just the kind of community it was. Like they were more. Yeah, they were teachers like Miss Beverly. They were teachers for us. Um, Miss Charlotte. They were teachers for us. But they they were close. I mean, my mom obviously gave them permission to do this. It wasn't like oh, I'm a spanky child and then tell you later. No. Um, but they were like, hey, if they step out of line. Do you want us to pop them? Do you want us to do time out or whatever like that? And we were there literally from infancy to like 10 years old. So we grew up with their kids. We grew up around the same kids, all that. And the few times that we stepped out of line at daycare, I mean, I was older. I was at least three years old. No, I was way older than that. I think I was closer to like six before I stepped out of line at daycare. Um, But I mean, they had permission to pop us. Not like spank you like your parents spank you, but like pop you. Uh, but yeah, I get it. That's expensive. That's very expensive. And I feel like if people have the option, they would do like Jordan, like you said, your mom did, where they stay at home until the kids are school age. Yeah. Um, but gosh, forever. I don't know if I could do that forever. Cece, are you like, are you saying you would want to do that forever? Oh, so I'm glad you asked. So recently, (laughs) since I've moved from San Diego, I've been working from home. And to be honest, I'm glad I've had this experience because it is boring as heck. Being at home, trying to motivate yourself to get out the house. So no, I'm not saying I'll be like a stay-at-home mom and do nothing. I'm saying I'll be a stay-at-home mom and host parties and, you know, go to PTA meetings. And like I will be so interactive in my kids' lives. They'll probably hate me when they grow up, but I don't care. Like I just, I would (laughs) definitely do something like I love to bake. So maybe I'll do something with baking. You know what I mean? So I would definitely do something to be interactive and keep 
my mind going and, you know, probably do something with my stay-at-home business more. You know, I would definitely be active. When I say I will be a stay-at-home mom, I'm just saying I would love to be married. I would love to have children. I would love to birth that. I would love to educate them more at home and open up their minds and let them know, no, you don't have to go to school, get a nine to five, and that's it. Like, there's other things in life you can do. We can travel. Right. Like, I would just want to give them more than I had. That's it. Gotcha. And I, I want to 100% say that I am not knocking. I don't, at, we are not knocking stay at home moms, stay at home wives, work from home moms, none of that, because being a parent is a full-time job, 365. Like you, I 100% understand that in my hat. I tip my hat to you guys all the time, but agreed. I love, I, I've, I'm very fulfilled by my career. Like I'm very fulfilled by the relationships that I have um, at work. I'm very fulfilled by the relationships that I have uh, outside of work. And I don't see myself giving those up to stay at home and raise small children. That's, I mean, that's just my stance on it. I mean, I know that there's, there's always something to do, whether it's you're giving back to organizations, whether it's you're um, on the PTO or whatever they're calling that now, (laughs) Uh, or just giving back to your community or whatever. I just don't know if I could just, I don't know if that would be fulfilling enough for me. I think some people are just really passionate about being moms and wives. And like, for me, I'm not super passionate about being a mom yet. Maybe that passion will find me. I don't know. But I know that there are people who just really want to be a mom. And so staying at home and just doing the stay at home mom thing, which is great. I mean, it's a job in itself. Right. Um, it's for them, but because I'm I'm still on the fence about even becoming a mom. So that's yeah, that's just not the role that I think I'd rather take. And girl, you got time. Life though. I think being from the Midwest, like that is like the epitome of success, right? You go to school for for Midwest, you go to school, yeah. you get a um good at you know you have you go to a great college, and then you find the love of your life, you settle down, you get married, and that's pretty much the end of the woman's story. So I don't want that to be my story, but I do still, part of me really, really desires to be married and really desires to have children. Maybe I need to go see help for that, but I'm just saying. No, like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not, not bad. Yeah, like I also want to travel right. the world, and I want to do all these things, so that's why I am going to China, so I can travel the world, so I can do these things. And then, like you guys said, maybe there's somebody out there for me in China, but they're definitely not in Houston. But anyways, um, what I was trying to say, <laughs> what I was trying to say is, um, and reality though, like, do we really want to raise children in this environment? Who? That's a that's a heavy question. Know? That is. Um, no, in reality, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I thought about this. Sorry. That's this hard. No, go ahead, off. Taylor. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just thought about it, right? Like, with, like, when you think about global warming and all the, like, social media being exposed on social media, they're growing up a lot faster. And then, like, the way my dating's going, like, I'm going to be, if I were to have kids, which I would love to, but the lifestyle I'm living today is not conducive for a child. Like, I don't see myself just putting a kid in, in my suitcase and getting up and traveling the world. Like, I don't... Wait, like, <laughs> putting your kid in the suitcase? That's what Listen, I'm saying. Listen, they're like, small I enough. do that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't condone putting kids in suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> just joking. Just joking. <laughs> no, but like, you... Oh, go ahead, Taylor. No, you have to, like, you have to prepare for that. And, like, currently, I just don't see how that would fit into my life. And... 
if I were to try to do that, would I be miserable if I had to sit down and like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be miserable being a mother, but I think I'd be miserable because I couldn't do things like I am doing them now. It's so day to day. Right. So it just, it'd be different. And I, I don't know if I'd be the best person, if I'm miserable, how am I going to, you know, raise a child for 18 years? So that I'd, I don't, I thought about that. I don't think. 18 a, years. <laughs> you act like girl, how old are you Taylor? 28. And you still call your parents and hit them up regularly for stuff? Yes. Okay. Yes, so 18 is. years? 18 <laughs> but I mean, Girl, I'll be 31 saying, this year. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but what I'm saying is like, you know, we depend on them, but like we, we get breaks from them because, you know, True. when you turn 18 or whenever you go off to college, you kind of have to find your own wings and your parents aren't your whole life. Or at least for me, they weren't. And right. we're really, no, really close. So it was like, um, they had to kind of find their own thing. So like, I still depend on them, but not like I did. And I'm just saying if, if I had to change, like my dad gave up his life for us, like dating and all that stuff. Cause he was a single parent. He gave all that up. And I feel like he missed out on so much and he kind of, he never says it, but I see it. So it's just, I don't know if I, I'm selfless enough to do that at this moment that's I might big. Think. no that's big the fact that you like realize that because I don't think a lot of people do I think a lot of people are so caught up in like their time that they don't think about where they are mentally for mm-hmm. things they're like oh I gotta be with somebody by this age because I have to be a parent before this age and are you mentally ready to be a parent like are you ready right. to to yeah. like yeah. like up and go I love that like y'all know well I know Jordan does because I tell her all the time, I don't do living things in my house. So I don't have kids. I don't have plants. I don't have pets. Any of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the only living thing at my house because if I decide to go on a trip tomorrow, I don't have to worry about boarding animals. I don't want to have to worry about watering plants. I don't have to worry about any of that. Like I need to be able to get up and go. So that's where I am. And like you Taylor, I don't know if I'm ready to, well, I, I don't know. I am not ready <laughs> to introduce <laughs> children let alone like pets or plants or anything like that into my life currently um because I like I like where I am now like I like the fact that I can get up and go somewhere or I can get up and move like Cece Cece's moving to China boo that notice so we actually had a similar notice come down within my company they're like hey we're starting a new or we're opening a new facility and um I think it was Shanghai, if I'm not mistaken. They were like, would you be interested? Yes. I was like, yes, I am very interested. And they were like, well, do you speak Mandarin? I'm like, no, but I like. Yes, I will teach you. <laughs> but it was one of those, I don't have any like major, I mean, I have family ties and friend ties here, but it's not like, oh, I have to worry about um, moving my family there with me. Like it would just be me. And I like that right now. So Same. Yeah, Same. I think about it often. Like, same. Just as I'm driving, I'm like, I'm a very selfish person when it comes to my time. I don't mm-hmm. like having to wait on people. And that's why I do a lot of things by myself, because I like to just get up and go. And I can't do that with a child. And I think about my friends who have children and, you know, just be having to find people to watch them and daycare and trips. And I like I'm getting into the groove of traveling more. And I just don't I don't want to sit down. Just like say okay. yeah, like I don't want to sit down. So and we shouldn't have to. I think okay. we're 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 raised to um be reproductive systems. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, 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 and caterers. Seriously. 
And I think no, I think I think it's okay to have kids, right? You can have them later when you're ready. But I think a, a, the issue with a lot of young women getting married, especially down south, right? Oh, I gotta be married by I'm 25, then have a kid, and they do not live their lives. But and that's also why young men, I think, are out here cheating on their wives because they got married, they were forced to get married at a young age, or they were taught that they had to. Now they out here trying to live their best lives. If you get all of that stuff out of your system then maybe you can say, okay, I've done that. Now I'm mentally prepared to raise a child and cater to this man's ego in every way that I can. And he will also know how to love me because he's going to approach me correctly because I know who I am. And I didn't have to change myself to make sure that it, it was the type of wife that he wanted. And that his so that's big. Was. What you just said was huge. So, and I love that you said that um, because I feel like a lot of people get married young and they don't know themselves. So they don't no. have a time to, um, whether it's going to a therapist, whether it's like taking time to internalize, to be, grow up and become a person before you attach your life to someone else. So you're, you see people out here cheating because they don't know what they want. Like they don't know who they are. They don't know what they want. Uh, and they're already tethered down to this person for life, according to their marriage certificate. <laughs> Which is why divorce rates are so high. But I agree. Like, take the time to grow as a person. Take the time to become the person you are supposed to be before you settle down and get married and start a family and all that good stuff like that. <clears throat> or you'll be the, oh, I'm 27 and divorced. And you're like, damn. Like, right. What happened? <laughs> I know people who are like that. Like I know people who were divorced at 25 and got married, like got married at 20 and were divorced at 25 because the, their spouse wasn't who they thought they were. Well, you weren't who you thought you were. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> I know a lot of people like from my college years that were married right after college. And now that you know, it's 10 years later, they're most, a lot of them are divorced now. And it's just like, wow, like, you know, like I aspired for that, aspired for that so much. And, you know, all those times I thought, oh, why them? And then now they're not even with that person. So not that I envy people, but it's like, whoa, what happened? Like, you know, and then also when I wanted to piggyback off of the men cheating and in, in their relationship with wives. And before I moved to Texas, um, my friend sat me down. He's, he's from the South. I'm going to let you know a few things. You don't go down there. I, I can't do the accent. But he was like, you know, so you don't go down there and act in the fool. He was like, the strip club in Houston, that's pretty much a business meeting. Men go there all the time. <laughs> don't even complain <laughs> if your boyfriend or whoever you with goes to the strip club. That's just where I they say go, go with them because they typically have the best chicken. And so, he said, <laughs> <laughs> the last thing he told me was, be careful to married men. They will come around because apparently, and he's an end the wife will know. He was like, apparently married men in Texas, I don't know about all the South, but I guess he said the South, they just they just do that. They cheat on their wives, and the wives sometimes know, and it's just an unspoken and on, like, on, I don't know, like, it's just a thing in the South. And he's like, yeah, you just got to, either you're okay with it or not. I'm like, whoa, I, what? I don't think that's just a Southern thing, though, because I meet so many men from, like, the East Coast, Brooklyn, D.C. Right. area that are into this whole Polygamy, polygamy movement and it's like no you're not you just you're not you just want like, right yeah exactly but does yeah, your wife know, know that and i mean and that's fine polygamy is a thing like i 100 like polyamory polygamy that's a thing 100 but it's only a thing if your wife knows and your wife is okay with this like don't tell me that oh yeah we have an open marriage 
do both parties know that this is an open marriage? <laughs> is right. she out there wilding as well? Are you okay? Like, do you know about the people that she's with? Like, don't but, be like, oh yeah, I'm in an open relationship. Really? Okay. Let call call your girl. <laughs> but also, yeah. you, know, you know, Issa Rae did that episode where you know Molly was sleeping with old boy that was married to their other friend, right. and apparently it was like a thing and everybody knew about it. So I mean, Dwight I did. think it's something that's new that people, it's just taboo. People don't like talking about it because they don't like people in their business. And, you know, once you tell somebody something about your marriage, they're like, well, y'all should da 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 or whatever. So people, I don't think people talk about it as much, but I think it happens all over the nation. Wait, do we, okay, do we mostly date a certain demographic or a certain, um, like, men type? Because I feel like in other cultures um also skin color races um i feel you like trying to say oh, white people without saying yeah, white people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I feel like you're towing the line at you know white people <laughs> i don't know okay i'm just i'm very political correct sorry i'm trying um i Thanks. feel like other people um are more free in that sense whereas we are kind of behind the bar with that whereas it's like polygamy but yeah it's like cheating but yeah don't tell nobody but yeah we all are with somebody you know because like i'm no no they're they they cheat too like i I wouldn't have shows like cheaters or we wouldn't have women saying that well i'm gonna stick around until our um prenup kicks in and then i'll leave you because i know you've been cheating like no (laughs) everybody cheats like that's not that's not a that's not something that's exclusive to black people i don't care what charlene says oh no i wasn't saying that what i was saying is i'll talk about the political uh, polygamy, oh, polygamy. Yeah, yeah. I think so. But I feel like with with most things, like as far as like uh, sexuality goes, it's been shunned upon. Christianity is like super, super forced down black people. Well, let me rephrase. Let me no, rephrase. This Christianity is really forced down black people's throats. Um, and don't get me wrong, I absolutely love my relationship with God, but I feel like as a result, as a result of that. Um, a lot of these, like people aren't able to be themselves. They're not comfortable being themselves because they're so worried about, well, I'm gonna go to hell if I don't do X, Y, and Z, or my family's going to disown me if I don't do X, Y, and Z. So I think that while we don't embrace the polygamy lifestyle, I, like Taylor said, I think it, I think it's definitely in our cult. Like it's definitely within, we have it people just aren't saying anything because they're afraid that, oh, that's not what black folks do. Like, I feel like yeah. that's something yes. that you'll hear. For the white people, like you have uh, Sister Wives and all right. those other shows that showcase white people having, um, you know, a polygamous lifestyle, but black people don't see that. And then so, and I, I feel like um, a lot of times, myself included, we are very, we're just very monogamous. Um, well, I can't speak for everybody, but I'm not sharing my man. So, um, yeah, no, when I'm exclusively dating it, somebody, yeah. it's just us. Like, <laughs> right. So for me, and I've been approached, like somebody like presented having a polygamous lifestyle with him and his wife, and I had to politely decline. It wasn't that polite, but I had to decline. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I you know you see in the comments on social like on social media, oh they tripping. I'm not sharing my man, blah blah blah, blah. Um, because that's just I don't know. Maybe it's the way we're brought up. Maybe y'all can weigh in. I don't know. But they don't showcase polygamy for black people, like I on TV and stuff. 
They do, but I mean, the issue is when they showcase it with the innocent, with the black man, it's always a bad thing. You know, it's always like in a negative context, I feel. Because I think, um, not the Breakfast Club, but I just saw a clip on YouTube of a black man speaking about his two wives. And everybody's like, well, how do you have two wives? And why do you have two wives? And how many baby mo-? You know, it's always like the negative side of it. And I mean, I think that's why. I think we just always, when it is a black thing, it's always so negative. Whereas it was like, oh, it's free for white people to do it. But when the black person does, it's like, well, what are you doing, sir? You're just trying to have all these women and babies? Like, what's going on? So, okay, so... Are you saying it, that should be something that's more normalized within the community? I don't think <laughs> I think it should be normalized for the people who want to do it. Yeah, I agree. But for I me, agree. no, because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> for me in my house, <laughs> right? True. So, yeah, no. Oh gosh, y'all! I was like, oh, this is only gonna be an hour long episode, so <laughs> and then I start running off on a tangent. But um, I do want it. I wanted to. I guess since we are, well, I know, Cece, since you're going to China and you other ladies, since you are um, from, oh, all y'all from outside of Houston, other than, like, guys in Houston, like, their personalities being trash um, (laughs) (laughs) and the fact that they don't want to settle down, is is there anything that you enjoyed about the Houston dating scene? I personally love that. So one of my line sisters lives in San Francisco and her biggest complaint is that I'm too picky because I have too many options with very eligible bachelors. And I didn't realize that until recently. She's like, you know, y'all dating doctors, y'all dating lawyers, y'all dating entrepreneurs, engineers, left and right. Like it's nothing. Whereas in a lot of other places, they don't have like a high concentration of young black professionals. So I love that here, like, even though he's an F-boy, he's an F-boy with something going on. Like, I'm not about to sit up here and be taking him, you know, to the bus stop. And I'm sorry. No shade. I apologize. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hey. I I, I, I'm so sorry. She didn't know. She didn't know. So that's You didn't know. Okay. But, and okay. when she found out, she stopped. So. I, I was referring back to, the, I thought we were still talking about the tweet. So I sincerely Oh, no, girl, girl. Okay. It's very real. He was wrong, too. Mm-mm. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I at least I can do a little bit of my research and decide, do I want to mess with this F-boy? Like, he's a quality F-boy, if that makes any sense. Like, he has something going for himself in Houston. Yeah, so I can say that. But um, that, so without me saying anything negative, like, they are a lot of, um, they're very eligible and they're very cultured. And a lot of people are in Houston are transplants, right? So it's not like they're from Houston. So you get a lot of different cultures or a lot of different experiences and backgrounds while dating in Houston. So my experience with dating in Houston has o- have only been with black men. So I can't speak for all, obviously I can't speak for all, but um, yes, I've had some good experiences. Um, the first guy I met out here, one of the first guys I met out here was a, a pretty like an executive at a hotel downtown. And so he was awesome, but he lived in Sugarland or somewhere far, like Perland or something, and I lived in up in Cyprus. So it was just the distance didn't work, you know. So it's just like that's one thing I don't like about Houston's distance. But anyways, positive. Um, and the fact that there's more. <laughs> <laughs> when I was online dating, there's just more, you know. There's more of an option versus San Diego versus Omaha, Nebraska versus Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa. There's just more men that I like, my type, professional. Uh, men and um, so even though I haven't date all of them, uh, I haven't catched them all. I uh, do feel like there's just more okay, ass catch them. <laughs> <laughs> there's just more opportunities in Houston to eventually run into the right guy. 
that. What about you, Jordan? Um, what was the question? <laughs> What's a positive? Like, um, was there anything positive? You or was there anything you've enjoyed about dating in Houston? Um, it's okay. I mean, I haven't had any like super exciting experiences. If anything, it's been um just eye opening just for me to learn like what I do like in people, what I don't like in people, what I might prefer, who I want to stay away from. Um, it's given me. I I think that I thought I was in a position that I wasn't ready for, so I had to take a step back, and so I'm trying to, like, start over um, in that regard, but, I mean, it's all right. Okay. I don't have any major complaints. Well, I do, but (laughs) that's not going to share right now. (laughs) So, one more thing. I was about to say, well, Cece, you actually brought up something. Um, You brought up online dating. I meant to ask you guys. So, I love online dating. I feel like I am a wordsmith and I can spit mad game online. Like I'm, it's a whole lot easier for me to approach a guy and like smooth talk him online than it is for me to do it in person. Like I can walk up to somebody at a bar and be like, ha ha ha, whatever like that. But I like that online introduction and then meeting up offline. How do y'all usually, like, what do you favor? Do you favor online dating? Do you favor, like, meeting them at, like, a bookstore, a grocery store, a bar, or whatever? Yeah. So, I'm just going to jump right in. So, I've been online dating since I was, like, 14. So, I love online dating. <laughs> <laughs> Black she ain't new to it. She <laughs> true to it. Listen, Black Planet, my Hey! <laughs> okay, I, AOL, chat rooms, and Yahoo. Yes, I've done it all. I've dated from the phone calls when they used to have the live calls, and you had to wait for a cute voice to come on, and then you dial 56, and you like the person. Anyways. Damn! I, oh. <laughs> wow. She took it back. Yeah, I forgot about chat lines. <laughs> Listen, I am all for it, as long as the other person is normal. So I've run into a lot of crazy guys. And um, but Bumble has been the best online dating app I've had so far in Houston. It works awesome for it. What about y'all? Um, um I have a horrible story, so <laughs> <laughs> you can go Taylor. Is that Taylor? You can yeah, go. I'm Taylor. <laughs> oh gosh. So I used to be on Tinder when it first came out before it was like all about sex. And so I met this great guy. Um, we hit it off really well. And then um, we kind of lost touch for a little bit. I forgot what happened. But then we, like, reconnected. And then we started seriously dating. Now, mind you, I've always kept a roster. So until they become exclusive, I don't really tell too many people about them just because I don't need people like, oh, who's this one? Who's this one? You know, like, that's not your right. business. And I don't right. appreciate <laughs> You know, my homegirls do the same thing as well. Unless they're, like, serious, we really don't tell everybody what's going on. So... One of my really good friends, it was her birthday, and this is months later after me and this guy have been like, you know, we're staying at each other's house every night, we're spending birthdays and holidays together. So I was like, you know, we had that talk, like, do we want to become exclusive? And then my friend was like, so then it's my friend's birthday, fast forward, and she and her boyfriend are out, and I was like, well, you know what, I'm I'm not trying to be the third wheel, so I'm going to invite this guy I've been dating, I want you to meet him, tell me if you think you like him, I was like, I've been dating for a couple months, I think he's awesome, whoop-de-whoop, so then she, he shows up on some F-boy stuff, knowing damn well whose birthday it was, he used to mess with her on the low a long time, 
And I was like, just like, no, this, this can't be happening to me. Like I met him. He lived like super far, lived super far away. You never told me about him. And she was like, I didn't tell him cause he was an F boy. I mean, I didn't tell you guys cause he was an F boy and he could never commit to anything. And it was so dramatic. Ever since then, I do not do online dating just because, um, that situation. And then one of my other good friends, she was dating somebody who she met online, which happened to have been my other friend's ex who did her wrong. So I was like, I just got to stay from all, offline because I need to meet you in person with somebody and make sure, you know, everybody approves. But yeah, I have had a really bad experience with that. Right. Is that any bad experiences, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, they just, they're just, they've just been the same, I guess. Um, they just want to fuck. Wait, sorry, can I say that? I mean, you know. <laughs> oh my god. At this point, this episode's getting explicit uh label okay. anyways. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna say it then. So they just wanna fuck. They don't want to really date. They they act like they wanna date and they wanna get out and get to know you and then when it gets down to the nitty-gritty, they're like, Oh, okay, so what's up? And so I am like kind of off the online dating thing. Like I've been, I'm well versed in the online dating scene. I've even tried a match, which was a complete fail. I wasted my money. Um, but I'm taking a break from online just because I feel like I'm running into the same type of people, and that's annoying. And granted, I could meet the same type of people in person, but I don't know the experience that I'm. It's it's more of a wonder, like maybe they won't be like the people that I've met on Tinder or Bumble. So it, so it takes you longer to find out that they're just like the people that you met on Tinder and Bumble. Right. Cause I, have to <laughs> know what, I already know what the deal is most times on Tinder and Bumble. Like they, they, they want what they want. Right. Yeah, no, I think, um, I feel like as long as expectations are disclosed, not expectations, but like, um, yeah, intentions. Yeah, intentions. Mm-hmm. Like, look at you, Taylor. You so damn smart. <laughs> um, intentions are disclosed ahead of time. Then people shouldn't get their feelings hurt. Shouldn't. I'm not saying that they won't, but they shouldn't get their feelings hurt. If that makes sense. I don't know. They shouldn't, but then they sometimes think they mess up thinking that oh, we've been together, we've been dating for X amount, and um, you know things change. You know. When people tell you something, believe them Come the first on. time. Um, and I think that's how they get their feelings hurt, right? Yep. I agree. Yeah. All right, ladies. Well, I want to go ahead and wrap up this episode. But before we do that, I want you to tell people um, where they can find you online if they if you want to be found online. <laughs> um, oh, Jordan, Lord. you want to tell the folks where they can <laughs> find you, like find your blog and all that? You can find me at lovealwaysjojo.com. My Instagram is lovealwaysjojo as well. Yep. If y'all want to hear me talk about F-boys and <laughs> how they ain't no good, <laughs> how I can't stand city boys, um, <laughs> I'm on Instagram at taylor.marie.r, M-A-R-I-E-R. Um, yeah. I definitely thought your last name was Marier for the longest Everybody time. So. Oh my God. I like, thought that's my mom even my mom found my Instagram. She was like, Who's Marier? And I was like, <laughs> Marie R. Like 
What don't y'all get in my head? I thought it was Marrier. I was like, oh, okay, Taylor Marrier. That works. It rhymes. That's wild. Hey, I tell you. Now, Cece, I know you're going to China, and I'm not sure how um, social media, how if you'll be able to have access. But if you are, and you want people to find you, where they can, where can they find you? So China, the city in China, I'm going to just allow Instagram. So I will definitely be on Instagram, and I'm definitely going to have a, a blog and a blog. Um, so you can catch me at C E C E L Y F E. That's CC Life on Instagram, IG. Yes. Y'all be sure to give them a follow. If you have any questions or comments about anything that we've discussed in this episode, definitely feel free to email me, slide in my DMs, slide in the podcast DMs. Um, I'm a side eye if you slide in their DMs. I mean, unless you come in properly. Um, yeah. Thank- <laughs> come proper. Um, but no, I want to thank y'all so much for agreeing to be on this episode with me and we'll chat with you guys later. Bye y'all. Bye. 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 Thank you for having me. Yes, girl. Thank you for having me. Bye y'all.